Before we get into today's episode, we want to thank our sponsor, Totemo. Totemo is the world's first street art-specific NFT platform working with artists to support their foray into the world of NFTs. Through their NFT marketplace, Totemo collaborates with, curates for, and complements the work of street and graffiti artists, helping them to earn money simply by doing what they do, sharing their art with the streets. If you're an artist looking for hands-on support in the NFT space, or a fan keen to start collecting NFTs, get in touch with the Totemo team. You can contact them through their website or Instagram, both totemo.art. T-O-T-E-M-O dot A-R-T. Rx Skull said like street art is like white noise and you don't really notice it until somebody says something about it and then you can't stop hearing it or seeing it basically. Mm -hmm. And to me, um, it's just like art in its purest form when you're not doing it necessarily for money, when you're just trying to get a message out there and for people to see it. Um, you know, to me, that's the common theme that I've been seeing amongst these artists. And that's why we still have fun talking to these people, basically. Yeah, yeah. I like finding out the uh, the inside story, you know, like why mm-hmm. they doing what they're doing. How do they come up with it and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of my favorite interviews was definitely Robbie, uh, Robbie Konal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the older guys, but he was doing this back in the 80s, you know, wow. um, and he does these uh, paintings. Um, I guess it was, it's with oil and he'll do like a black and white painting and then he'll make thousands of copies of it and you'll have these pasting parties mm-hmm. and he just has like hundreds of people show up to these and he gives them all out and then by the next morning the entire city is oh, covered with amazing. these. Welcome to Street Art Unearthed, where we interview some of the world's most prolific artists to discuss what compels them to take their art to the streets and how they became the super street art icons that they are today. I'm your host, Stephanie O'Brien. As somewhat of a hyper-level street art fan, I have traveled to six continents documenting the ever-evolving art form in some kind of attempt to immortalize whatever I encounter. Street Art Unearthed is an extension of that pursuit where the art takes a bit of a backseat and we instead get inside the mind of the master creators that bring it to life. Today on the podcast, I am joined by legends in the street art podcasting scene, hosts of Paint the Town podcast, James Shen and Keith Beale, known also by his artist name, Teacher. These guys have been at it for years. They have almost 200 podcasts under their belt and their guest list is a who's who of the most famous street artists of our time. Teacher is a street artist himself and James is a music producer who spent 10 years documenting LA's street art scene through the LA Street Art Gallery website. Together, these guys put up podcasts every week and I was delighted to get them on the show to chat about how they came to be involved in these projects and what they love most about the street art scene. Welcome, James Keith, aka Teacher. How are you guys? What's up? <laughs> What's I'm good. Up? Doing good, man. Nice, nice. I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it's cool to turn the tables. I mean, I was on your podcast the other week, which was delightful, a Paint the Town podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to turn the tables. I feel like it went so quickly. It's been ages since I've been interviewed. And yeah, I got off the call like, oh man, 
that was so fast. <laughs> so it's cool <laughs> to be able to extend it <laughs> a little bit and keep chatting with you guys here. Nice. Oh, yeah. We'll post it on our feed too um, when uh, it comes out as well too. So I hope you don't mind that we steal this uh, episode and put it of on our course, feed. Of course, of <laughs> course. Uh, you're totally welcome. Um, just to orient uh, our audience, you guys have totally different voices, which is amazing for a podcast. So if you wouldn't mind, if you can just do like a, a quick intro, just names so that people can get a grip on who's who. Go ahead, Teach. I am, uh, well, I'm, my graffiti name is Teacher, um, and I'm originally from Florida, but I escaped <laughs> out here to uh, California. I started doing graffiti when uh, my twins were born back in uh, 2010. Okay. And uh, just kind of have, uh, it, it was originally like an activist type thing with, with education but then it developed into other things because it's kind of like uh, the only addiction that I really have. <laughs> That's cool. So why do you say escape Florida as an Australian? I mean, I can make some assumptions based on just like general shit talking that I have heard, but I don't really know anything about Florida. What's wrong with it? That's, that's good. You should, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't want to know a whole lot about Florida. It's okay. usually where all, all the the bad things happen. Mm. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of rednecks there that um, have a lot of money and they do crazy things. Oh. Um, but then there's also just uh, other people that you know experiment with crazy stuff that mm. uh, for some reason other states just are unable to match the level of craziness. That, uh, that Florida you has. See, you I see heard. It, um, it kind of looks like an armpit. You know what I mean? Florida. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll have to bring up the map and check. That's putting it nicely, dude. <laughs> it also looks like a, a little um, kind of phallic. You know, the panhandle could be the <laughs> the main appendage, and then the uh, the part that goes down could be the um, the. Uh, Scrotal area. I try to be as nice as I can. <laughs> you don't have Alec. to. You can be as crass as you want if you like. Um, <laughs> I watched a documentary, though, I think, uh, or like, you know, just a, a small video documentary kind of thing that was talking about how Florida, it's in the news a lot because they have um, like more open uh, like access for journalists. So maybe it's kind of that... I don't know. My theory was always that it gets a bad rap because it's all publicized <laughs> instead of like. I didn't know that. I, I had radar. no idea of, of uh, I mean, what you just said about we, it being we, open we more played, for. We play this game. Dance? We play this game on <clears throat> our show mm. called uh, Florida Man. Actually, whenever yeah. there's a. Uh, Whenever there's a um, you know person or a guest from Florida, we mm. basically type in their name and then, uh, or sorry, we type in their birthday and then we type Florida man. So and then there's always just some crazy ass story. Have, have, do, I mean, you're not from Florida, stuff, right? But <laughs> I mean, what, you know, we could type what's in your birthday. Yeah, what's your birthday? Second <laughs> uh, of November. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll just say we'll just say 1995. Okay, 1988. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I want 1969 to, uh... here. <laughs> Florida man. Nice. Okay, so um let me see November second, nineteen eighty eight. So and then you do it in news and then let me see. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> give me a second. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, we were it's actually the to while you're doing that. This was the you know the title that kind of caught me because it's always like Florida man does blah blah blah. So it was a video of like who is Florida man, and then it was talking about the media access to all of these stories. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I actually never knew that. It makes sense though. Um, yeah, oh. so you, it looks like extra bad because it's all over the media. I see, I see. And there's a what's happening uh, with me, James? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to look up your birthday, and for some Is reason, there actually not nothing happened on on that date. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, am I just typing Amazing. something wrong or something like that? But apparently, there's no like on Got a this, safe date. <laughs> Here on Miami News, but anyways, yeah, it's a safe date, I guess. It doesn't hey. work. Well, she's not a man; she's a she's a woman. You, you know mm. what I mean? So, oh come on, it's not going to make. There should be every day of the year, at some point, some year, there was something that you know. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's like that. I don't know why it's not working. But, uh, Bring on. Like I said, I escaped. I escaped. Yes. I get out of there. No, nice. I'm from a small village in in Florida called Destin. Okay. Destin. It's uh, it's a fishing village. Okay. It's actually incorporated now, but um. You know, a lot of fishing boats. People come there to fish. It's beautiful white sand beaches. Oh. And uh, it's the, the reason why the beaches are so white is because of the quartz that comes out of the Mississippi River um, gets deposited along the beaches. And it just makes it extra white. And it is so much quartz that on a sunny day, if you're putting sunblock like on the top of your nose and your cheeks and your forehead, Mm. If you don't put it on the underside of like your nose and your chin oh. and your eyebrows, you will get burnt there because the wow. sun reflects off of the sand, off that quartz and burns you. Wow. That's so cool. Very interesting. Um, to keep uh, with you for a moment, you were saying that you started in 2010 uh, when your twins were born. What was kind of inspiring you to start at that point? <laughs> um, my wife actually showed me a article in the paper, Los Angeles Times, mm. <clears throat> and it was talking about how they're taking money out of the education budget in California and taking art out of schools. Mm. And I had wanted to do something. You know, once I came out here, I was like uh, 99, I started living here on and off. And then in 2008, when I met my wife, I started living here full time and I saw the graffiti. And I used to airbrush on a um, tourist area in Florida. Mm. And so I could do bubble letters and everything. But I just couldn't come up with anything, you know, that I wanted to write. You know, that was mm. worth getting caught, you know, risking my, uh, my rights and everything. So yeah. when that came up, I was like, you know what, sweetie? It's time for me to start doing some graffiti now. Mm -hmm. you know? Is that and, where teacher uh, came said, from, the name? Well, yeah, the reason why I took teacher, um, actually to me, if you're a street artist and you're putting messages out there um, and someone's getting something from them, technically you're a teacher. So mm -hmm. they're all teachers, really. Mm -hmm. I didn't want a fancy name because I didn't want to have to live up to being like, you know, a really, something really fancy. You know? <laughs> um, and uh, actually it was, I don't know if you noticed, it's, uh, I spell it without the E at the end now. So it's mm -hmm. just teach and then the letter R and the re <laughs> reason why I do that is it started off as teacher the way it's normally spelled, mm -hmm. but I got arrested in, uh, in December, uh, December 15th, 2011. Huh? So, you know, about a little over a year after I got started, I got arrested 
And when, uh, when that happens, you kind of have to change your name a little bit because mm-hmm. if you go back out on the streets with the same name and they catch you again, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So I just dropped the E and believe it or not, that's enough to, that wow. to start a whole new file. That's so. so interesting. They're obviously not looking that hard if it's just dropping an A. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a technical thing, but you know, it's a whole more, a lot more work that they have to do. So, mm. And they're not, you're not technically doing the same thing as the same artist as before. Yeah. Okay. And then you've like just that. been in the clear for the last nine years, managed to keep away. Yeah, yeah, good on you. Yeah. That's great. I've had them, you know, run up on me and, and everything. But there was that uh, one time in Hawaii that recently. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I did get arrested in Hawaii. James dubbing you in. <laughs> I, I, well, I just, yeah, he's right. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was actually you, there with my family. We were there vacationing, <laughs> and I used to be a lifeguard, so okay. I knew about this guy named Eddie Ikau, who was a, a lifeguard on the north shore of Oahu. He and his brother, and. Um, so I did a stencil of Eddie and I found this, <clears throat> it was a intersection and it was right next to this um, haiku village. And I thought, you know, Eddie Icon next to the haiku, I should make a, a haiku about, you know, surfing or something like that to go with this. So I did. And I sprayed the stencil and actually while I was spraying it, this dude on a motorcycle was going by and he's like, you know, uh, honked his horn was like going what the hell and i'm like hey come here come here you know and he just kept going but um after i had finished the piece i went back to take a picture and as i was taking a picture i was actually taking a video of it and then i heard this woo 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 oh and i turned around to you know see where they were going and <laughs> I, you can actually hear it on the um on the video there's the sound of uh brakes and the tires kind of screeching a little bit and then you stop oh, wow, it was right there and i was like oh you're looking for me. <laughs> and yeah. it was kind of funny because at first he was, you know, a little pissed off because here I am, you know, doing some vandalism uh, to him. And that's why he was called. But then he recognized who it was that I had done the portrait of. Uh, and I was like, do you, do you know who that is? He goes, yes, yes, I do know who that is. Um, but, you know, this isn't your property. You can't be doing this, you know, this, that, and the other. Um and then another cop rolled up because this was actually on a Sunday and cops didn't have much to do that day. So they're like, what, what's going on over here? Let's go check this out. Lucky you. <laughs> and then uh, a lady cop showed up and it was funny because the first cop, he said, oh man, just take this lady with a grain of salt, man. She's kind of a hard ass. Okay. Oh, wow. And she walked up with kind of this scowl on her face. But as soon as she saw the, the piece and saw that it was Eddie Icow, she got a smile on her face. And I'm, I'm good with being sweet and nice and knowing how not to be too sweet and like I'm trying to get away with something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just sweet as could be. Oh, that's nice. Now, they did say that, um, you know, they had to file the report mm. and that, you know, if I'm not going to be there for the court date, I'm going to have to come back for it. So um, they, oh, that's right. It, when he was first, you know, getting upset when the first guy showed up, I was like, look, dude, I got some spray paint in my, some gray spray paint in my truck. I'll just spray paint over this if you want me to. And it's, mm. you know, he goes, no, 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 no. We're going to, you know, you got to <laughs> pay the price for what you've done here. But by the time it was over with, they're like, we're going to see if we can get him to leave this here. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put in a good word for you. You know, so hopefully mm-hmm. the, you know, they won't want to bring you back for court or anything like that. Yeah. And so 
in the meantime, I actually uh, was able to get in contact with his brother who was still alive, Clyde. And uh, I was talking to him and he's like, so what are you doing here? I'm like, well, you know, I just, I actually got arrested. And he's like, what? <laughs> well, that's right. He was telling me he wanted, you know, he'd seen the piece and he wanted uh, me to do some artwork for them. And I was like, well, I might be yeah. coming back anyway because I got arrested and, you know, this thing, court dating. He's like, what? <gasps> Oh man, yeah, you can't do that, man. Yeah, you can't do that. But listen, you know, if they if they do, don't worry about it. I'll I'll, I'll help you and I'll take care of it. Wow, very cool. So, Did they keep it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. When I went back, I I uh, it was over on the uh, southeast mm-hmm. side of Oahu, and when I went back, I was just on the the north side of Oahu. Did and you go back for the court date? Well. Did you oh no, they didn't. They okay, never. Uh, they never called up. You know, nice. like I said, they. Uh, well, you went back. You know, they probably uh, were like, "Look, dude, you know, this guy's doing. This is artwork. You know, this isn't vandalism. You know, yeah. there's no reason to have a court date over this." Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, you went back because of uh, Eddie Ical's family, basically, right? They invited you, right? And this well, is all very important right now because uh, there actually is a lifeguard shortage, and Teach used to be a lifeguard, and you know, we're talking about. Uh, Eddie Eichel right now. So, uh, you know, very relevant stuff, man. Anyways, I, just wanted, I just wanted to uh, kind of like insert that, but yeah, Eddie Eichel. Eddie family. Eichel Foundation, actually, his, uh, his whole family. Mm. Um, I basically collaborated with him to do a design of a stencil of Eddie. And um, so I went back. I actually have a couple of friends that live there and I stayed with them and um, went over and I met Clyde at the uh, Eichel Foundation. And um, he basically told me, he goes, look, man, anytime you're in Hawaii and you need a place to stay, you can stay here. So nice. Wow, man. Great result. Cool. Yeah. And he introduced me to a a big wave surfer that they were sponsoring who was staying in uh, in one of the houses there. And uh, he saw the artwork. He goes, wow, man, that's really cool, man. How did you do that? You know, I explained it to him. So nice. it It was pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, and you know, I, I just the reason why I did it to begin with is because I feel like, you know, most people that go to Hawaii, they go there to take something from Hawaii, you know, memories, yeah. having a good time and stuff like that. And no one really brings anything for Hawaii, mm. you know? So that's kind of what I was looking at it as, you know, I'm bringing a gift here to Hawaii. You know? yeah. I actually went up to the North shore and, um, met one of the last, well, actually the last lifeguard that Eddie Eichel picked himself. Back then, didn't matter who you were, only Eddie would pick their lifeguards. It would um, lifeguard at Waimea. Waimea Bay, that's where he was a lifeguard. And they, between he and his brother, they saved over 500 lives. Whoa. Now he says 500 lives because sometimes it was the same person who had been drinking that they had pulled in and they just went right back out again and they had to pull him in again. Fuck. So that happened several times. I, I've been trying to find this stencil. But, uh, of the, uh, you got to let oh, me. Oh, dude, it's from like <laughs> yeah, so it's way three too years ago now. There. Yeah, <laughs> but, since uh, COVID, yeah. there, I was actually supposed to go back again, you know, but then COVID happened. So if you let me share a screen here. right now, uh, Stephanie, <laughs> I can actually bring up the stencil real quick. But I can't. F- oh, you found I'm, I'm, I'm oh, I'm having trouble finding the actual like spraying it on, but I have the stencil, which I figure you know people. Uh, know you for your stencils, so it might be a good opportunity to show mm. uh, one of them too. But uh, let me see yeah. if I can. Uh, Did I just go. give you access? Yeah, great. There you go. Basically, so that's the stencil of Eddie Eichel. Oh wow! And then, uh, that's the beautiful. the collaboration that I did with them. The original one was him when he was younger, and it was like a from his head down to his waist. Mm-hmm. And so they sent me this picture with a. Uh, it was actually on a poster or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a part where this rope on the sailboat that he was on was covering part of his head. So I had to kind of figure out what that looked like without the rope in the way. Mm. And I was able oh, to find okay. enough pictures and stuff like that to kind of construct it and figure it out. So Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Very cool. For anyone who's listening to uh, Street Art Unearthed and they're like, where do I find this image? I'm guessing it's going to go onto your YouTube channel, Paint the Town Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, and Paint the Town Podcast is hosted at LA Street Art Gallery on YouTube, basically. Um, you know, we've been documenting street art for over 10 years now, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just one of these things that, uh, uh, we started and uh, it's kind of evolved into Paint the Town podcast now, which is, uh, you know, to me. I'm sitting over here nodding my head like I'm a part. I'm not a part of LA Street Art Gallery. I'm you like are. A resident You're a resident artist. artist. But yeah, yeah. James was the one that started it. Yeah, He's yeah. He's the one James, let's that was do a... you know, to tell him, uh, tell, him, tell that story. Yeah, uh, real, yeah. Real quick, real quick. Hold on. Before, right, I think I, we've I found figured out these, James's voice. Uh, I found now. the stencil right here. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, yeah. Now this, this was at the lifeguard stand at Waimea Bay. Mm. And so I took the the stencil over, you know, to the lifeguard building. I actually saw a lifeguard in the parking lot. And I was like, hey, man, I got this stencil of Eddie Icon. He's like, wow, man, that's cool. Like, is there anywhere that, you know, I could put it up or whatever? And he goes, yeah, there's the building over here. You could put it on the door. Yeah, there's the door right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I put it first. And there's Kyle. That's Kyle. That's the, that's the, the uh, lifeguard that I met. Mm-hmm. And after I put that up, he was like, you know, Mark's going to be here. Mark Dombrowski. Um, and so Mark shows up and he's like, uh, can you put that on a, on a round, like a, a column? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so I got to put it on the lifeguard stand that Eddie and Clyde used to be in. So that's that other picture that you saw the guys standing next to each other. And I left the stencil there and, um, it, uh, got vandalized just because there's some crazy people there something like that. And so they, they would bring it out and they would spray over it again. They got a uh, local uh, tattoo oh, nice. artist who was actually pretty good with the spray paint. And so they got him to, to spray paint it. And so anytime it would get messed up, they would just paint over it and as good as new. Oh, that's great. Very nice. So, yeah. James, you are the founder of Street Art Gallery, LA Street Art Gallery, which yeah. is a blog or site documenting uh, the sure, street yeah, art. Yeah, community basically. Yeah, uh, I'm the yeah. co-founder, actually. Um, how it, uh, my other, I guess, actually DJ partner, um, mm-hmm. you know, he and I, he does the film aspect of it when we started doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, basically, you know, at the time I was just uh, working a corporate job as a pharmaceutical rep, actually, mm-hmm. in the Melrose area. And drug I was, dealer. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like I said, hey, a legal, <laughs> legal drug dealer. And, uh, uh, but... Um, yeah, back in the day, I that was my job. And then it was a soul-selecting job. And every single day, I would just go between these different doctor's offices. And the only thing that like I would be entertained by was you know, this all the street art going on while I'm driving around different offices. And I was like, is anybody taking pictures of this? This is when like, Banksy was coming through LA. And everybody was just like... It was a trend for uh, LA. You know, Everybody yeah. was just trying to get up in the street. You know? And then what year was, was like, this? This like was around 2000, 2011, basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, around there. You guys then, both kind of like collided at the same time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We didn't, um, and you know, for us, it's like we would have never met if it wasn't for uh, the street art community and just like mm-hmm. the street art scene inside Los Angeles, actually. Like, I mean, maybe like I would have went to teacher, one of teacher's art shows 
uh, I, I'm pretty sure teacher wouldn't have come to one of my DJ shows, but the point <laughs> is, you know, I'm and like, <laughs> rant, rant, yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just a different generation. I'm 53, so mm-hmm. yeah, I is come the from music like, not your taste, or you're just uh, no, not, no, not no, 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 no. I love the... all just about all music except for maybe yeah. certain country music. Oh yeah, it's just I don't go to that type of party anymore. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's okay. it's for the for the, for the younger people yeah, a little <laughs> bit, or at least people who are responsible with their. You know, not, have no kids and stuff like that. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, <laughs> you know, uh, house music, actually. I come from the rave community, actually. You know what I mean? So I would basically work my corporate job during the day and then moonlight as a DJ. And uh, that's how I stayed sane, you know? And then, like, basically, I w- went around taking these pictures and I just uploaded them to a Facebook group, actually. Instagram wasn't mm-hmm. even around back then, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, so, from there, I was just, like, got to know a lot of the artists and then... I got to know Teach. Actually, he was one of the first videos we've ever uh, did documenting the uh, street artists in um, in Los Angeles. Like I said, my partner, uh, Mitchell Dumlau, who, you know, he's still involved with us. He comes on the podcast every now, now and then, too. Um, you know, they were, we were just making videos to promote these street artists, actually, because mm-hmm. it was it was captivating. You know, it was it wasn't for anything but purely, hey, this needs to be documented. And Exit through the gift shop was a fucking dope movie. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's a local scene just like that. And at least yeah. we should throw it up on YouTube or something like that. And, you know, you got to think about this. YouTube was pretty new too. It really only mm. came around 2006. So within five years, I mean, like, uh, you know, they didn't have people who were, I, I mean, th- there wasn't so many like YouTube channels at that time. So, you know, for us, it's just like, um, we can start this uh, community and then just like have a place where everybody uh, can come to and at least just kind of figure uh, talk about this too. We started meeting other players like kind of like Melrose and Fairfax, which are other blogs um, inside the scene. And at the end of the day, I just feel like we've been doing it for the longest too, because a lot of mm-hmm. people, they get bored. They walk uh-huh. by a mural. They're like, hey, I can actually start a street art page. And then they give up after like however, however long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like people... Uh, you know, send us stuff, and we've been. We're talking. a little obsessive, <laughs> yeah. and we we like to be uh, taste setters too, because it's kind of like we've been in this game for so long. I remember when Wordsmith came out, I was just like, "Dude, this is groundbreaking!" Because he's the first person ever to use a stencil and a wheat paste together on the street, you know. And then, uh, lo and behold, Teach is the person that taught him the stencil technique. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, and then I, I I always got to mention that because it's true, you know. Yeah, you know? Cool. And then uh, so it's just like as you get see when you've been around for so long, you realize like it's kind of a revolving door of artists, man. Like some people mm. will just get in for a little bit because they have some problems in their life, and then they need to express themselves on the street, which mm-hmm. we we love too, awesome. you know. Yeah. And some people are in it um, because of political reasons; they need to do a protest on the street, and then uh, you know. Some people like my partner here teach. It's just like, I appreciate the consistency and the dedication to the craft of street art, you know, the craft of getting up. And mm-hmm. that's uh, really what the currency here is. You, mm-hmm. you know, in this, in LA Shark Gallery, it's not about how many likes you get, how many, it's just like, we document the people who are getting up the most and getting mm-hmm. up the most interesting way to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, it's really impressive uh, that you started with, uh, like taking videos and promoting artists through that. It's so direct with the artists and man, that would take a lot of time. Like, 
it takes a certain shit. type of person. It also <laughs> endears them to the artist because, mm. you know, uh, when I was approached uh, by Mitch and, and James, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we'd like to do a like a video documentary interview with you. Would that be okay? And I'm like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm not going to do it myself. You know, artists, we're not good at doing that. You know, some of them are, but I'm not, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't have very high expectations. I had hopes and everything. But then when I saw the quality of the video, I was like, holy cow, man, these guys are good. Mm. You know, and I was like, you know, anytime you guys need me for something or whatever, just please let me know. And I'm down. Nice. Yeah. So did you like James, what, what, when did you leave your uh, pharmaceutical rep role and um, kind of go into more of your creative endeavors? You know, a little bit after, is. a little bit after I, uh, I basically found street art actually. Nice. <laughs> Put it this way. He's, my, he's still a little bit corporate. You can tell you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Put it this way. My ex-fiance. It's a good balance, you know, to have me as the, the artist, <laughs> complete artist, you know, and he's, he's, he's like a partial artist and partial uh, corporate. Makes a good yeah. Mix. My ex-fiance <laughs> literally told me, why are you wasting your, t- <laughs> your time with this? With Bro, this you shit. dodged a missile with that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I'm just saying like, I'm not bitter. No, I'm, no, I'm really, I wish, her, I wish her the best actually. No, but really like, it's kind of just like uh, at the beginning, I like to see things, um, catch them when they're early <clears throat> on. Like, uh, you know, like I, I've been in the rave scene way before it was like what it is today. And today I would call it corporate, you know, a lot of times in the rave scene. And one of the things I think about street art that's so cool is that it's like, if you try, I wanted to be here because I was, I've been here kind of since 2011 when it started trending and it's been popular. It's been not popular, but the point is like, I'm involved in it. And part of me wants to not let these corporate interests like take mm. over <clears throat> this scene because mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, I, if I've been here this whole time, I can, if there's a lineage, you know, because a lot of times like, you know, a corporate sponsor wants to come in and then you know, their point is to push some agenda. Like we've worked with big brands before. And, uh, you know, one time we worked with uh, BMW actually. And then mm-hmm. like they they wanted us to give a street art tour. And at the last second, they said, you know what? Uh, we can't have teacher um, be a part of this uh, whole thing because he's actually been to jail. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And to me, I was, yeah. and, you know, we hired... Uh, John Park as a replacement who did kind of like a who's a muralist and who did, did kind of like a outdoor easel painting. But I mean, the thing and is, he's like, never to, been to jail. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if John's been to jail. Most like graffiti like artists have been to jail at some point. So this is a pretty stupid standard to set. Yeah, yeah, and, MW, you know, and and the, the point, point is that. <laughs> And my point is that, you know, it's kind of, yeah, seriously. My point is that, you know, they gave, it was like this back and forth. It's like they were pushing an agenda to sell Mini Coopers, actually. They really mm. kind of just like wanted a yeah, corporate yeah. outing for mm. their copywriters to write some content that, uh, when they're taking pictures in front of murals and things mm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm. To me, I'm like, well, that's not really what street art's about, actually. You, you know, I mean, it has nothing. That's why I feel like murals get so much like corporate interest. But mm-hmm. it's like the real stuff is like, I'm not saying murals aren't great and everything like that, but it's just like, that's like the basic social media, like stand in front of a pink wall and fuck mm-hmm. take a picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Angel the cooler, <laughs> yeah, the cooler stuff is this conversation that's happening between, um, uh, between these different uh, uh, artists, actually. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk angel wings. It's like, we have the original um, 
Colette Miller, actually, who's went around the world and and placed the same angel wings to bring awareness to different uh, issues in countries. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it, it, to me, it's just like it's just like it's really about what your kind of story reverted is. the message. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that sucks. We had an artist here, um, Scotty Marsh, I think should fact check that later he did uh dick wings <laughs> that he put all around the country and they're amazing because they look kind of like angel wings so a lot of people take pictures and they don't realize until they like <laughs> put their Is photos a- up and then they like look uh-huh. in further and they're like what the fuck <laughs> So it's is a, it kind of like a, a queer artist or is he just fucking around? I'm just curious. He's just fucking around, but it is a, it's a, I think that it's a related to uh, LGBTQIA plus I see. issues. You know what? Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of, uh, we had one of the, um, we had this artist who basically told some stories. Uh, he, he hung around with uh, Sublime a lot, the band. And he said that, you know, the Sublime sun, everybody thinks it's like a sun actually, but it's not a sun. It's actually like, sperm around ovaries you know if you take a look at it and then uh because he talked oh, to bradley yeah. personally you know what i mean so all these people think it's a son and they have it tattooed on their arm but it's actually sperm tattooed on their Amazing. arm you know what i mean so so I it, love cool. that. what i love about our podcast is really just like it's not so much that it's like hey we always talk about street art but it's just mm. like if you want it if you're getting up and you're part of the street art community, you definitely have like a unique, you're a unique person. You know, you don't, you're not trying to go the traditional route of galleries or whatever. You're trying to take your fate into your own hands. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to put it out on the, out on the street, basically. You know? So that's, I don't know. That's why I love the conversations we have. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's almost like entry into this, uh, realm as well where you get to have conversations that spark different ideas and kind of challenge the way you see things even just realizing that most images like this one that you relate to you have no fucking idea what it actually is or the intention (laughs) of the artist when they put it up and it's kind of cool to reveal all of these layers it's something special that i think not everyone see themselves people see themselves in artwork yeah yeah. <laughs> Are you referring to the the sperm around the <laughs> or yes, how they initially see it? Okay, yeah, okay. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm also a um I've also produced music. Um, like I said, I'm a pretty I'm pretty like serious about this. I, I w- you know, because I do this podcast, I'm involved in street art and stuff like that. One of the things I hate the most is people are like, oh, I didn't know you DJ <laughs> or I didn't know you mm. produce music. I'm just like, or people will try to like hit me up for, hey, you want to be a part of this event? And I think they want me to DJ something. Oh. But then they're like, oh, can you be a corporate sponsor actually for oh. your paint, the, the spray paint line? I'm like, oh man, that hurts me, man. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? But like yeah. I said, it's all good. I feel like, you know, we have a lot of different interests. I can't expect everybody mm. to know exactly what's going on with mm-hmm. me, but I fucking make music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Yeah, you should uh, plug your. So, what's your your music Instagram is like? Shenanigans, is it? Oh, whoops! I have uh, something open, which is just that's one of my songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my last name is my last name is <laughs> that Shen. Was an accident. <laughs> no, no worries. It sounds pretty good, actually. My last name is Shen S H E N. So uh, I go by Shenanigans with the exclamation point, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like kind of like my DJ name. It's like a. Uh, House music, um, 
you know, it's just me expressing myself uh, mm-hmm. through music. And then like, I've definitely gained a lot of like followers from the podcasts of people who listen to street art and I appreciate and love you all. And uh, like I said, it's just like, it's an honor when somebody actually takes the time to listen to me and teach, talk mm-hmm. about whatever the fuck we're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. it's still a, it's it's still amazing to me that people actually listen. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I feel you. Guys. I feel you. So because Paint the Town podcast, you've had it for ages, and also LA Street Art Gallery. Yeah, this- and I wonder how it each of them have changed, and if you intentionally sort of look at new directions, or if it just kind of like flows. You know, um, I I personally feel, and maybe this is like egotistical of me or whatever, but I personally feel like I was like selected to be like this person that kind of documents this, this like <clears throat> phenomenon that happens mm-hmm. um, because as the world is moving more into digital art, I always see uh, street art as kind of like the last frontier where we actually destroy our environment before we make it into a digital environment that we can restart over again, you know? Mm. So in terms of art history, I feel like it's very important to see like uh, this period, you know, because a lot of people in the next generation, they're probably, they may never even go outside because the world's too hot and we have to live underground like mole people, you know, or like (laughs) it's it's too dangerous outside, you you know what I mean? Or, you know, to to really go outside. So I just feel it's like, um, you know, street art is relatively a young thing you know spray paint was only invented in 1945 actually so if you think about it um uh you know if you like the whole phenomenon yeah writing on walls has been around forever that you know but the thing is like the actual like kind of street art as we see it today i mean using spray paint and all all this kind of stuff it's just like uh, the culture um you know it's pretty it's relatively new compared Mm -hmm. to like an institution of like oil painting or, or, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? So the rules were, especially, I feel like in 2010, were kind of like, uh, I remember when we were doing our channel, we would always ask an artist like, Hey, what are the rules of the game street art? Because there's always mm-hmm. like, Oh, you can't go over me. You're going over me. Or, you know, you're go-. there was always just these stupid arguments or you're mm-hmm. going, you put your piece higher than mine. So yeah. you're disrespecting me. It's more it's like- eager graffiti things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So like for us, we were just like, okay, there's this new community going on. Like, what are the rules to the game, man? Like, you know, there's always values to every single um, community and group and like what makes one thing better. And we, you know, we just started talking to the artists really. And then, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, you know, I talk, I can think of so many artists that were just gallery artists that were just doing something because it's like trendy and then um, they're not really you know, putting wheat paste on the street anymore or anything like mm. that. You, you know what I mean? But for some people, it's like, this is a culture. This is a uh, a serious competitive sport you yeah. know, <laughs> for, for these people. And to me, like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. You, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? To me, I, I haven't ever done a piece of street art myself but i mean like i always like to joke i'm like you know i just want to watch these psychos man like you know it's just <laughs> like you know it's because it's amazing and it's yeah. not like you're getting money for it right yeah. you know you know what i mean um but at the end of the day they just got to do it you know it's mm-hmm. just like for me as a music producer it's like i gotta make music man like that's just mm. you know what i what i gotta do and for them it's just like they gotta get up on the street and i love it that it's this like phenomenon you, you know yeah i felt like artists is like some beret wearing motherfucker, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to be weird, like for no reason and controversial. That that's how, really how I felt yeah. artists were. 
You know, isn't what I mean? it but, disgusting <laughs> that like societally that is intellectual thinkers are often like alternative intellectual thinkers are often perceived in this way or looked down upon because they they think more like they they're curious they're probing yeah. like why do we do this and why is that looked down upon it's bizarre well i think especially like you know in uh the asian american community you know we're growing up to be the model minority right it's like i mean my brother's literally anesthesiologist uh, you know he's like the golden child he's a doctor like mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean like uh you know you want to be a doctor's lawyer or engineer right <laughs> a lot of times yeah. that's kind of like the stereotype right but to me it's like hey i have my own corporate achievements right? and, and and that can hold up to anybody that uh you know wants to talk about boring ass corporate life mm-hmm. but you know what i can i actually have my own creative endeavors that have been uh, quite successful, and I can actually link those two together, and uh, you know, do something like a paint line, basically, right? It's just yeah, like, I saw <clears throat> you have you know, a yeah, yeah. We have a brand called Go Spray Paint. It's actually done by uh, um, the inventor of spray paint. Um, really? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I knew. <laughs> I was like, you know, Ed, Ed, it's done by Seymour Spray Paint. S e y m o u r. They're out of Chicago area, and they're one of my customers for my. Uh, I started my own company basically because, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and they're one of my customers because uh, what I do um, in college, I was studied as a chemist. So uh, I'm in the uh, kind of just like chemical field, basically. I, I was mm-hmm. able to get into there. And so what I do is I import acrylic resin, which is like kind of like a fine white powder. It's like a, think of it kind of looks like sugar or salt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And companies that make paint, they will buy this and dissolve it into like a solvent or something like that and add color and that's how you get paint basically so so yeah when i started the street art blog i mean i was also starting this company at the same time so my kind of goal actually i always wanted to do a podcast to talk about these artists and i always wanted to eventually make a spray paint company but you have to gain the trust of the artist first that's like the Mm -hmm. hardest that's the hardest part you have they have to know that I'm not just this person trying to come in, use you as a uh, platform to sell some paint and then get the fuck mm-hmm. out, which I've seen tons of people do uh, mm-hmm. for real estate, for galleries, for whatever, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, for a clothing line. But to me, I'm like, I'm more interested in being here in the long term because I feel like comfortable with these artists, actually. They're real people, like, especially I used to produce in the hip hop industry. It's a bunch of fake ass people like living for, you know, just for today, basically, Mm. which is, you know, they don't have a 10 year plan. They don't have a 15 year plan, but it's like 10 years ago, I was already thinking like, this is all going to come together like this, you Mm. know, and then it's, I'm sitting here now. It's like, it's all come together now. So it looks like it's like, you know, they don't seemingly connect, but like I said, you know, actually it's for me, I wanted to kind of do all this to have events so I can DJ those events actually. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I saw yeah. you have events on uh, LA Street Art Gallery. Are you running? Yeah, yeah this, um, that's cool. What do you do for them? Well, we promote a lot of events. I don't, I don't always, we don't mm. always do all the events that I do, but we had art shows before that, you know, um, big events. And then when we released the spray paint, we had it in like a, uh, the fame yard where I was DJing, we gave out cans of spray paint and everybody just hung out and kind of just did art on the walls, some murals uh, cool. and things like that. Like I said, to me, I hate the the promoter system of the club and stuff like that. Like, 
I like, it's like, hey, let's throw a party. I know a lot of people. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for a little while, um, I was actually like, I had my own warehouse and we would throw like massive parties. Amazing. But then uh, I actually got a ticket uh, because of an art show that we were having, actually, because I don't know. It's just like we got in trouble. The police started eyeing the place more. And then they they just basically tried to give me a ticket for having an art show, basically. So I actually have a ticket that says art show on the ticket. Uh, you know what I mean? But so we had to shut it down. Bad? Um, no, per- they didn't have a, we didn't say we didn't have a permit or something like that for the art show. So, <laughs> so they, you know, it was like a $2,500, uh, you know, misdemeanor case, actually. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I gladly took it because that was like, dude, it's okay if I have like an art show on my record. It's good for the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you got the cred. The, the cred. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. It's like public yeah. record, right? You know, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's not so much I did it for that. But like I said, a lot of times <laughs> these uh, art shows, I mean, they don't make any money. It's really, really about just getting people together. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for a lot of artists to leave their house to get, go down to LA because it costs money and then they got to bring their piece. So like mm-hmm. I said, it, it co- it's actually a lot of respect to organize like something like that. It takes a lot of work and most likely you're not making money. Like You, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, like what's next is you know, we're just going to keep on doing the podcast. Like, I feel like it's just, it, it, it's a great way to connect with the people who care about street art and about me and teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I, I found personally, like some of the best pure artists that I've met are in the street art community. I mm-hmm. found that in the street art community, it's just like, you know, it's like, it's just cool people, man, that want to yeah. make cool stuff. Like, and that's rare to find, you know? And uh, like yeah, I said, yeah, every, some people true. may have kind of like a, hard exterior, you know, and they don't want to let you get, get to know you because maybe, you know, they've been through some trauma or whatever, which I totally get. But, um, but like I said, I think that we've been in the game for so long that people say like, okay, well, these guys are here to document and, you know, it's great to be a part of this community, LA Street Art Gallery. And that's really mm-hmm. what we're going for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with your consistency, no one doubts that you're going to continue to be there for a long time <clears throat> to come. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's like the the Melrose and Fairfax blog that uh, uh, preceded us, basically. I mean, Greg there, he literally, I always say, passed the torch to us, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it just got too much for him because he got, uh, he was in a band too, actually, called uh, Bankrupt Slut, actually, you know, and they would put the posters all <laughs> <Wow>. over, all <laughs> over town. And people were wondering if Bankrupt Slut was a street artist or whether it was a band. Or whatever, like you, you know what I mean. So he was kind of doing this dancing in the middle of gray area. Like I'm not really a street artist, but I'm doing pasters like all over town. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, if you get into street art, one thing that everybody does in common is that you're seeking an audience, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> like whether you're an artist, whether you're you know me, right? Uh, I'm still involved in it because it's like the community, and it's like. It's the easiest way without any of these institution or barriers to reach an audience at the end. They just put it out on the fucking street, man. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's like ballsy and it's like edgy. And it's just to me, it's like it's not a fad. And uh, if you're still here, like like I said, we'll talk to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah. awesome to have talk to like guys like Dave Navarro. I mean, like to me, when he want he came and seeked us to do our podcast, I was just like holy shit, like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And uh, it, you know, a lot of these guys, like, you know, we talked to Al Diaz, who used to hang out with Basquiat, basically, on the uh-huh. street doing Samo. You, you know what I mean? Like, to me, I'm like, 
holy shit, this guy wants to do our podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. You know what I mean? And then it's like, yeah. I would ask him like, hey, was Basquiat really a DJ? Because I, I would see like some documentaries like explaining that. And he was like, well, you know, people ask him to play records, but I wouldn't say he's like a DJ, right? <laughs> and that's like a firsthand source. You know what I mean? Like, it's just cool, cool to me. I want yeah. to hear from these people instead of just like uh-huh. watching it through a filtered documentary now. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So... I don't know. Yeah. It's a satisfying thing. Like it's the most satisfying thing I do aside from music is the podcast for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have only a few minutes left, but I want to know now that you guys are up to like 190 plus episodes on Paint the Town podcast, which everyone of course should get in and check out. You have interviewed absolute legends. Um, what have been like the things that, what's the most interesting for each of you? like that you've kind of discovered through all of these conversations. Go ahead, James. Um, I don't know. I think the most interesting, uh, I'm going to say a few things about street art first. The, the thing uh, you're talking about, is like a secret community. Mm. One thing I love that someone who said, uh, RX Skull said like street art is like white noise and you don't really notice it until somebody says something about it. And then all, you can't stop hearing it or seeing it basically Mm -hmm. and to me um it's just like art in its purest form when you're not doing it necessarily for money when you're just trying to get a message out there and for people to see it um Mm -hmm. you know to me that's the common theme that i've been seeing amongst these artists and that's why we still have fun talking to these people basically yeah yeah i like finding out the uh the inside story you know like why Mm -hmm. they doing what they're doing how do they come up with it and everything Mm -hmm. um but I think one of my favorite interviews was definitely Robbie, uh, Robbie Conall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the older guys, but he was doing this back in the eighties, you know? Wow. Um, and he does these, uh, paintings. Um, I guess it was, it's with oil and he'll do like a black and white painting and then he'll make thousands of copies of it and you'll have these pasting parties mm-hmm. and he just has like hundreds of people show up to these and he gives them all out. And then by the next morning, the entire city is oh, covered with amazing. these. Yeah. So, you know, that, that I just think is awesome because he's, yeah. a you know, just this old guy, little bitty old guy, you yeah. know, <laughs> but he has power to mm. reach a lot of people this way, mm. you know? Yeah. Amazing. Very cool. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. I will put all of your social links and website links into the podcast description. Everyone should go and check out your um, podcast, Paint the Town podcast, um, which is on Insta. It's like P T T P. So much better than we do. How do you say it? Well, you know what? It's that Australian accent. Like I said, we're interviewing you. If you were English, it wouldn't be so great, but that Australian <laughs> accent is just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to have you both on. Really appreciate Definitely. it. Thank, thank you, you for so having much, us. Steph. It's been a pleasure Yay. and it's uh, been awesome to be here. Thanks so much for joining me, folks. And a huge thanks to Teacher and James for spending the time with me today. In the podcast description, you have all the Paint the Town podcast social and website links, as well as James and Teacher's personal links. Be sure to check them out and get on over to their podcast for a solid amount of binge-worthy episodes. That's all from me this week. I have been your host, Stephanie O'Brien, and this has been Street Art Unearthed.